Get up, everybody, get off your ass. We got to do something, and we got to do it fast. Cause the people are hungry, starving, and the fuel is low. Don't wait for Jesus, he ain't coming back no more. Once again, we want to thank Keb Moe for bringing us in. Stand up and be strong. That's a challenge. That's a goal. That's something we try to do. And uh, we are welcoming you to another edition of Heartland at Home. This is number 53. Been over a year we've been doing this. Actually, it's part of Live from the Heartland. And sooner or later, we'll be live again in the studio, but we don't know when. Till then, we're going to keep doing these Zooms, and we hope you are ready and able to uh, enjoy today's show, because we're going to talk about Indigenous Peoples Day and the struggle to... Uh, make that a real holiday. We're going to talk with Les Begay, uh, who will fill us in. And then we're going to have the singer-songwriter Manny Torres. And he was a contestant at one time on the American Idol. And he uh, is one really wonderful young fellow. So welcome to the show, whether you're listening to it live over the air or streamed or online at youtube.com slash heartlandmedia or even on Can TV. We're here for you, and we hope you enjoy the show. So uh, we have uh, on and off, we've been doing these good things. Um, Michael, I think you had a good thing in the way of a little trip you took. Want to share on that? I have alluded to my car being uh, a problem lately, trying to get it through the emissions test. And I have to, once it's worked on, I have to put miles on it. So I've driven to the Wisconsin border three times. I've gone up and down Lakeshore Drive. And yesterday, well, actually on Wednesday it was, I went, uh, I took a ride to Northern Illinois, out west. I took, leaving the YMCA in Evanston, I never got on a highway. I was on back roads. I did, I think, hit the Eden shortly, but I ended up in places like Freeport and Crystal City and uh, Shannon and Stillman Valley and almost dirt roads. I mean, I had a really nice time driving around, looking around at the wonderful state of Illinois. How Going close were you to uh, Rockford? Did you get to Rockford? I went through Rockford, actually. I drove okay. through Rockford on Business Route 20. And okay. I honestly had never really been through Rockford. And, yeah. you know, it's a sizable place. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah. an old kind of industrial vibe to it, the parts I saw. Um, and, you know, Illinois is just a, it's a great place. We, out there, there are rolling hills and there were beautiful wildflowers along the side of the road and the patterns of the, the farmers planting their crops. Uh, I love this state. And I did only see one negative sign. Other, I won't even go into the details. Other than that, uh, we, you know, I saw a lot of people getting gas, driving around, passing me, me passing them, uh, back roads, pulling over, taking photographs. I had a good time. But I got to say, when I had my car checked, when I got back, I still have the same issue. It says needs more miles. It has to, it's still trying to program itself. I'll keep you. Maybe, maybe you should drive to Nashville and back, Michael. I might do okay. that. You just, just take a trip. We'll see if Tom can come in and sit in sit in your chair for a show. Yesterday, I put in 250 miles on the car. That's crazy that it's not enough. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that later. How about you, Kate? Anything happening? Uh, well, you know, I'm doing my hours at 
Gethsemane and it's awfully nice to hang around with plants and people who love them all day long. Um, and, you know, some of us are wondering <clears throat> with the, what they're calling the bridge uh, that we're on right now, the bridge to normalcy from COVID, we're really very lucky with our employers and our place of employment because they require masks of all customers and of course all of us are masked. And that has made it for me, it possible to work there. Now we have the beginnings of rumbles uh, from customers. Uh, when I had to tell a guy earlier this week, um, yes, I'm sorry, do you have a mask you can put on, sir? And he's like, he's like, oh yeah. And he went in his pocket and he said, but even we're outside? I mean, even with this? So I don't look forward to having that conversation um, dozens of times with people. Um, and, I, and I see a lot of, of, of that on other, from other people's response to opening up that ain't it just a little too soon, given that we only have 50% of Illinoisans uh, with their first vaccinated, their first vaccination. I, I'm sorry, that's not enough for me. And you know, when we've got a bunch of folks who are simply not gonna get vaccinated and it might be as many as 30% of the population are those knuckleheads. Yeah, I said it, knuckleheads, you goofballs. Um, I just don't know if we're ever not gonna be living with COVID. But anyway, let's, uh, let's get global on it. Right. Okay, on the global front, still uh, really in the news, it's pretty disappointing is the ongoing uh, tragedy in the Gaza and the West Bank. Uh, both the Palestinian uh, organizations and Israel are firing rockets. Well, one way it's rockets, but the other way it's planes and you know heavy artillery. Um, both of those have uh, lessened in the last few days after President Biden talked to Netanyahu and called for a ceasefire. Uh, there is a lot of pressure on Biden to uh, take up what we would call a fairer and a better stance. Um, you know, there's a progressive wing in the Democratic Party, well over 100 people are pressuring him. Uh, the news media seems to be reporting in much fairer manner than they have in the past. And I think even among, uh, clearly among Jews in this country, groups like J Street, uh, you know, are calling for, uh, a, you know, an end to this, the bombing and, uh, you know, the, actually the, the, the human tragedy that's going on in the Gaza. And I think that uh, you're gonna see more and more people uh, being critical of Israel. And I think it is about Netanyahu trying to hold on to his seat while he is uh, under indictment for various things. And one more thing, Bernie Sanders has brought a resolution to the Senate to halt the $735 million US arms sale to Israel. Because a lot of the arms that we sell them have been used in attacking Gaza. Well, Bernie, in there holding the line, um, I was paying attention to the fact that um, uh, Jen Walling, who is the head of the Illinois Environmental Council, is uh, returning to the lunch and learn sessions. That And the first one is this coming Monday. It's called uh, Civics 101, Chicago City Council edition. And this is where she's basically going to talk about or, and she'll have some other folks there to talk about uh, the issues of environmentalism and how we can approach them via our own city council. 
Um, to learn more about it, IllinoisEnvironmentalCouncil.org. They're called Lunch and Learn. Um, and it's just an hour and it's real informative and you should be paying attention. Um, On the election front, uh, there was an election in Philadelphia this week for the district attorney's office and a fellow named Larry Krasner, who we reported on much earlier, he's a progressive. He uh, is the uh, attorney general uh, and he ran to hold his seat and he won overwhelmingly against a fellow that he had fired from the old administration who was backed big time by the Fraternal Order of Police in Philadelphia. So a couple of things. Uh, it's good that the uh, attorney general in Philadelphia remains along with like Kim Fox in Chicago, Chase Boudin in San Francisco. We also see a diminishing role or diminishing power of Fraternal Order of Police. And here in our own town, the Fraternal Order of Police yesterday or earlier this week uh, voted no confidence in Superintendent Brown and Mayor Lightfoot. Uh, that's kind of interesting when yeah. Anyhow, that's yeah, what's that going is on. Also, uh, on the political front in Texas, the hardest state to vote in, uh, the uh, Governor Abbott passed the most a very strict abortion law, as well as more voter suppression. And I would encourage people to go to youtube.com slash Heartland Media. Last week's show, we interviewed Beto O'Rourke, who talked about both of those issues. And it's an it's a interview you would like to hear. Just also, by the way, don't look now, America, but somebody just paid the bill to the Petro nappers. The ransom was paid, unlike all those TV shows where they say, we don't pay terrorists. Well, we did this time. I'm not sure who did. Probably the people who own all those gas lines that have been dry. Uh, but I'm just wondering, uh, what's that opening the door to? And I'm also wondering how much we spend of the huge defense budget on cyber defense. Uh, there continues to be criticism of the Republican legislature in Arizona with this uh, new recount being conducted by some bizarre group that uh, believes in conspiracy theories. You're and, right to uh, call it the bizarre group. It's totally off the yeah, wall. Uh, uh, a fellow name, what is his name? I can't remember that. Uh, he's got a name like Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Bill Gates is a guy who's from the uh, Maricopa County Board of Elections, and he's a Republican. And he was on TV this week really given a strong statement about how the election was legitimate, how Biden won, how there's been three recounts, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, called out these uh, renegade or maybe the dominant Republicans uh, who are trying to bring discredit to the American electorate for electing our new president. Yeah. Good work on, uh, on their, their parts to react to it. Um, we, are, we have a huge job, um, okay? And we're gonna cover it like nobody else. Um, Indivisible, for example, is teaming up with Common Cause to phone bank for the most important legislation that we must pass, the For the People Act. Their, this particular phone bank is next Wednesday, May 26th, 5 to 7 p.m. But if you go to Common Cause or Indivisible, you will see ongoing phone banking, card writing to all the states that need the most help in getting uh, some of these voter suppression activities and uh, legislative pieces beat, stopped, interrupted, 
all of the above. And it, it's, it can't wait until it's election time. It is election time now. And um, so we will continue to cover people who are doing the most important work right now. Check out Indivisible, check out Common Cause because they're on the ground every single day. You know, we're in an interesting time in the country where there's a lot of uh, uh, reckoning with our, our, our history. Now, some people don't want to hear it. You know, well, I didn't do it. I didn't have sleep, all this kind of thing. But one of the, the things that I've, has stood out to me and when I first learned about it, what went on in Oklahoma in 1921. It was a very kind of developed and prosperous Black community known as Black Wall Street, was attacked by, uh, by white mobs, bombed by airport, uh, airplane, uh, people were killed, uh, and the city of Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, actually has pretty much tried to cover this up over the years. It's now come to the fore, and yet this week, three known survivors of the 20, 1921 race massacre in, in, I'm sorry about Oklahoma, it's Tulsa. I apologize, it's Tulsa, not Oklahoma City. Anyhow, people were killed, businesses were burned. Uh, there is now a congressional committee looking into it, and there was a woman, I'm sorry I don't have her name, she's 107, and she recounted in great detail what she remembers as a kid when that all came down. So we're looking to make amends for some bad stuff that came down. And uh, hopefully people will look at their history and incorporate that into our moves going forward. Um, that's, a good, uh, that's a good reminder. Um, and as we, before we introduce our first guest who is helping to put an Indi uh, Indigenous Peoples Day holiday on the map, we'll do a brief, um, public service announcement for our neighborhood's uh, COVID vaccination events, which are coming up uh, tomorrow, Sunday, the first one of, of the two that you need. Um, I think they're using um, the other vaccine, not the oh, one we got. Whatever is good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's at Warren Park Fieldhouse, Sunday, May 23rd, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's the three aldermen involved, Maria Haddon, uh, Ms. Silverstein, um, Harry Osterman, I think, as well as the Chicago Board of Health, the Chicago Park District are hosting this vaccination event. When making your appointment, you will automatically be registered for the second dose appointment at the same time in exactly three weeks, Sunday, June 13th. Check it out. 6601 Northwestern is the um, uh, address. Everybody needs to be vaccinated. And it's this and everyone, everyone uh, 12 years old and older can uh, attend this event and get vaccinated. There's a second one for um, a little closer to Uptown, in Uptown rather, on Monday the 24th. And that's a shorter uh, span of time, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. It is sponsored by Voice of the People and Organization of the Northeast. I'm very impressed by these organizations for getting a vaccination event together. Uh, again, anyone older, 20, 12 years old and older can go to the Voice of the People one um, on Monday, May 24th. Michael, did you have a question for that? No, I was just going to say, I think the address is 4611 Sheridan. What did I say? You didn't say an address. I didn't say an address, right. <laughs> okay. That's right. That's all right. Why <laughs> um, all right. Uh, everybody get vaccinated so that we can um, enjoy life again together. Uh, we will be right back after um, uh, this break of 
great music. Um, it's called Fresh Out, featuring Criston uh, Kingfish Ingram, along with his sidekick on this song, Buddy Guy. And the reason we're playing this music is when we have a guest and we ask them what they're listening to lately, they tell us and we play it. So along with Lesbie Gay, who you're gonna hear from shortly, we're hearing from his favorite music, a great blues rocking dude, Christon Kingfish Ingram. Enjoy. Listening to Live from the Heartland, Heartland at Home. No coffee for my breakfast. No butter on my roll. I ain't got a drop of milk for the cornflakes in my bowl. I'm fresh out. Baby, I'm all fresh out. Fresh out No jelly in the jar No flour in the sack I ain't got nothing cooking, babe Please won't you come back I'm fresh out some rock and blues there with uh, Kingfish Ingram along with uh, Buddy Guy performing Fresh Out. Um, thank you. Uh, we love being introduced to other things thanks to our guests. Our guest today is Les Begay, a community leader, former board member of American Indian Center, Diné member, um, and longtime Rogers Park supporter of uh, street fairs and other really good things that happened. Welcome back, Les. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be back. Good morning, Les. Let me let me jump right off and ask you, what is Indigenous Peoples Day resolution that's coming up before the Cook County co Commissioners and will be voted on next month? Uh, it will be, uh, the public hearing is next Monday on the 24th. It is a resolution, uh, it's 21-0565, um, to replace Columbus Day with Indigenous Peoples Day. 
in Illinois, uh, there are already um, uh, Bloomington, Evanston, Niles Township, um, Skokie, and Oak Park who have already made that change. Um, so it's time that you know, we look at it from the city, county, and state standpoint. Let me go back to the, why the city council in Chicago, have they ever voted on it? A uh, similar resolution? resolution? There was a resolution a couple of years ago, but it never went anywhere. Uh, the, the mayor has since said she's not real interested in making that change. Um, Cook County uh, has uh, more interest in doing that. Brandon Johnson has been the sponsor of this. Um, and he's been a, a big help with us with the, with, with the uh, Cook County Board. Um, currently, we have six yes votes, and we need nine out of the 17. Um, the public hearing will be on Monday the 24th um, at 2.30, and then the vote will be in June 23rd, I think. Yeah. So we still have time to uh, contact the Cook, your Cook County Commissioner. So let me ask. Um, why should and why must Cook County change Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day? Well, it's time to uh, tell the truth. It's time to tell the truth about uh, Columbus. And, and the, the myth of his discovery was not a discovery, it was an invasion. And the um, physical and sexual abuse with, uh, with the Indigenous people when he came over is it's just horrific. And he started the chattel slavery. I mean, he took native people back to Europe, and then that uh, you know there was a lot of slavery with uh, native people for years, and then then it started with the uh, African slave trade. So he's uh, if you're going to celebrate someone, he's not the one you should celebrate. And certainly, um, you know, the, some of the pushback has been that that, that changing the uh, from indigenous from Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day is disrespectful or um, it um, doesn't give him um, any of um, uh, recognition, but I, I think that that's what they've done with Native people for 500 years. I guess it's okay to disrespect and not give Native people any kind of recognition for their contributions and what they've done here for 500 years. How do you, uh, let me ask you, uh, how do you respond if when people refer to uh, the desire to change the name to Indigenous Peoples Day, being anti-Italian. What's your line on that? Well, we've been very clear about that. It's not anti-Italian, it's anti-Columbus. Uh, there, there's no issue with Italians at all. And, there's, and we're not uh, saying that Italians are bad. It's just Columbus is the one that we uh, don't want to celebrate the, uh, a, a day with. And, and there's been some talk about sharing the day. And there's some states that do that. They share Indigenous Peoples Day and Columbus Day. Uh, we're not really in favor of that either because it's it's the oppressed sharing the day and honoring the day with their oppressor. And it's it's very much like Juneteenth being celebrated with Confederate Memorial Day. I mean, it just, why would you do that? Right. So uh, it's it's certainly not anti-Italian. And, and if there's an Italian heritage day on the same day, that is fine. It's just Columbus that we're not uh, uh, happy about. Well, I, that's an interesting. I haven't really heard that about Turkey. Maybe it could be just a Italian Heritage Day or sometime instead of talking about Columbus. Now, I know that some states have already marked Indigenous Peoples Day instead of uh, Columbus Day. And how many states has that change been made? Uh, how many municipalities? Uh, I've saw pictures of people, young people, I think in Portsmouth. I'm not sure if it was which Portsmouth it was, but there's some activity going on around the country around this. Share what you know. There's 14 states right now that have changed it. And there are uh, about 170 cities 
And actually, there are nine countries that have changed it to Indigenous Peoples Day. So the, the movie, you know, it started in 1990 with the United Nations. That's when they started discussing Indigenous Peoples Day. 1992, uh, Berkeley, California was the first city to change uh, from uh, Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day. So it's not uh, something that just happened in the last uh, few years. It's it, This movement's been going on for quite a while. So with the... I have a, a sketchy uh, connection here myself. I hope it doesn't fall out while I ask uh, this question. Um, the Independent People Coalition of Illinois, quite it's something slightly different than independent, uh, I mean the uh, Indigenous People Day thing. Anyway, uh, the public hearing is next Monday. What are the details and how can folks join in? The details are that there will be um somewhere between 10 and 12 speakers that we'll have to talk about why this should change. Um, the, the speakers, you know, we're, we're working with the speakers now as they have to be registered in advance. And um, uh, we think we have uh, the people we need. If, but if you want to contact the board before that, there's a, an email that you can uh, send your comments to before the 24th, uh, which is uh, cookcounty.board at uh, cookcountyil.gov and you can send that uh, your comments to them on why you think uh, you agree that it should change before the, the, the hearing on uh, the 24th and actually after that too because the vote's not for another month after the hearing on the 24th. Right and, and the Indigenous People's uh, Coalition has a Facebook page right? Yes and, and it's, uh, it's under Indigenous People's Coalition of Illinois. Okay good. Um, finally, let's see what else. Do we have? Finally, we got a few more to go. Kate. Right, right. One, one, let me try this one. Uh, the demonstrations we saw a few years ago, which we covered with some folks who had been up there at Keystone, um, the pipeline a few years ago, reignited, uh, I felt like political activism amongst many nations who reunited up there um, and also introduced our younger generation to rainbow politics, meaning that you didn't have to be of an indigenous tribe to, to be supportive. Um, how is that activity making its way through the culture now? Do you have any sense? Well, I think that, uh, you know, the obstacles that we've always had as native people is that, uh, first of all, there's, there's not very many of us. Um, you know, there's about 5 million uh, across the country. So our issues are important to us, but, but other people can't seem to get behind them because there's so few of us and we're so scattered. Um, and it, it's, the, the pipeline was an issue that people could get behind. Although it was a big native issue, it's also a big native, it's a big issue for other people. So I think that's why people rallied around it as much is because it was something that, that hit home for them. Um, Black Lives Matter has also helped uh, make people more aware of racial injustice. And you know, uh, when the Black Panthers started back in the 60s in the Minnesota, Minneapolis, in the Minnesota area, uh, that's when AIM started too. And they were very close. That they actually kind of modeled their uh, their their ways after uh, the Black Panthers. Uh, and it's always been strong. And when um, George Floyd was murdered up there, the, the Native community up there was very supportive of it, and they were actually keeping guard of, of the different areas and working with Black Black Lives Matter. So I think it's helped in, in that aspect where people. Are more aware of um, social injustice, and it's and and you don't have to be part of that group to be uh, a supporter. So I think it's it's helped in that in that way. 
Les Begay, let me let me ask you if you can go a little deeper into the, maybe the legacy of AIM and then uh, kind of what's going on in native communities all across Turtle Island. What are some of the other issues and things that we might expect to see coming down the pike, so to speak, or the trail? Well, AIM, AIM was in its heyday in the 60s. Um, and the, the, the leaders they had then are, are either past, well, most of them are past now. So the, the, the torch really hasn't been picked up um, by anyone like it, like when we had Russell Means and Dennis Banks and, and Vernon Belcourt. Um, but there's a younger movement now. And I think one of the movements that is very important to everyone, particularly the native community that, that really gets very little visibility at all, at all and that's missing and, and murdered indigenous women. Uh, I mean, it's a crisis out there, and, and it's really, it really has to do with um, um, law enforcement and, uh, and on the reservation. Um, you know, native tribal police cannot hold a non-native citizen um, for a crime committed. So the, fed, the federal defense have to come in and do that, and they're not, they're on the reservation. So what happens many times with the missing murdered women is non-natives come on the reservation, commit the crime, and then they leave, and, and they can't, they can't be pursued. I mean, it's, it's a crisis, you know, one in three Native women will be uh, um, abused in their lifetime. Uh, and they're, uh, although this the current president has, has made it more uh, of an issue and the, uh, the, the new uh, uh, Secretary of Interior has also made it a big issue because she is Native, which is a real, a real win for the Native community that she's making it a topic that people should know about and putting money and resources into it. So that's a, a big movement that I think. So, and I, I, you're also seeing a little more um, talk about sovereignty uh, with this current administration. I mean, we are sovereign nations, but really that's only in name only. We, we're not, uh, we, we don't, uh, you know, like, like land rights, really the, the last word is Department of Interior. They determine whether uh, the royalty rights and whether the pipeline goes through that. But, but I think that will change now with uh, uh, Secretary Holland, that uh, that's going to change where the Native people now are going to have a voice where they never had a voice before. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely wonderful. Finally, um, uh, if we can, um, this past presidential election seems to have ignited support as well as assists and eventually recognition of the impact of Native American vote. Um, Arizona's win, for example, for Biden is widely acknowledged to have been clinched by the vote from the reservations and other Native American enclaves. Is there a path, do you think, through, um, through the ballot box for Native American power in some of the ways that you're uh, uh, alluding to? Well, I, I think there are in certain states. Um, you know, as I said, there's, there's five million and, and um, yeah. It, you know, five million in, uh, in the state of Illinois is still not that many people when you look at it that way. So scattered throughout the U.S. And, and to get back to the last election, you know, um, in Arizona and also in Dakota, North Dakota, I believe, um, there was voter suppression where on the reservation, you don't have a street address. You just have a post office box. So both those uh, Republican um, legislatures said if you don't have a street address, you're not able to vote. And uh, it, was, it was struck down finally, which did help. But um, there's been a lot of voter suppression with Native votes, you know, and, and um, although they were given the vote in 1924, uh, the last state that allowed Native people to vote was 1964 by Utah. You know, my father fought in World War II 
uh, but he wasn't able to vote in Arizona until three years after the war in 1948. My uh, gosh. Yeah. My gosh. Well, uh, this is this is great. We could go on for a while, but we've already taken about 20 minutes of your time. Um, uh, is there anything that uh, you'd like to say that you haven't already uh, uh, made made a, a, a statement on in this interview? Well, I, I just want to um, stress again that, that if you have an opportunity to write the Cook County Board or, or call or write your, your Cook County Commissioner, please do, uh, because they, they need to hear from their constituents and they need to hear this is important and needs to be done. So in our case, that's Larry Sufferden, but I also heard last night in the uh, town hall that Bridget Gaynor has not committed. So yes, it's interesting in that, in that office in, um, in Edgewater, the uh, uh, Representative Shankowski, uh, State Senator, New Mexico Senator Mike Simmons, uh, Maria Haddock, and Kelly Cassidy, they're all in support of us. Uh, Bridget Gaynor is the only one that is not. She is not committed to us. She yeah. actually she has it. She said she's uh, still thinking. So she yeah. sent me a St. Patrick's Day card, uh, like I was an Irish guy or something. And so uh, send her, so send we're going to send her a card. Yeah, let's <laughs> okay. get some Indigenous People Days People's Day cards. That's a good idea. All right. Well, Leslie Gay, thank you so much for your time with us today. Um, we really appreciate being um, someone, a, a place where people can hear about this before, uh, while it can still make a difference. I know. I, I know you two are very socially active, and I'm, I'm happy that I can be on the show today. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you in the neighborhood too, in the live, really pretty okay. soon. Yeah. All right. Take care, Les. Okay. Thank you. Stop looking at your blue eyes See you there, see you there now I know that you're scared now The city streets and a new life Driving straight through the moonlight Like we gon' run away, gon' run away Even if it all falls through I swear I'm all for you let me know you all into Look how far we come, what we've been through So baby, just get in and cruise Girl, it's all or nothing So tell me, are you coming? Baby, i spend my life with you Chicago takes time to get used to. Won't feel like it used to. Let's take a chance on a sure thing. We'll tell ourselves it's a sure thing. Time will tell it all. We'll tell it all. Even if it all falls through, I swear I'm all for you. Just let me know you are. Look how far we come, what we've been through So baby, just get in and cruise Go, it's all or nothing Tell me, are you coming? 
Wow, thank you. Thank you, Manny Torres, for your beautiful work. We just listened to Cruz. Um, Manny Torres is uh, coming back to for the second time to Live from the Heartland, this time, of course, Heartland at Home. He's a Chicago-based singer-songwriter, rising star, if your recent history is any indication. Welcome back. Um, Thanks for having me on the show. I, I did watch the performance you gave on Windy City a year ago. So light, so joyful. Um, your celebration of Celebrate My Life. Yeah. And then COVID and all performing as we knew ceased. Yeah. Um, seemingly just as you were jumping back out. Um, tell us about that and all its timing in your life. Yeah, you know, um, this, uh, we were talking about this before, it's, it's definitely been a, one heck of a year for us all, you know. Um, it's been a lot of change, a lot of pivot work, the way that we used to do things that were kind of like in rhythm of doing things kind of changed. But, you know, I took that time where I was, I was definitely trying to, you know, get, you know, hit the performance scene hard and, and kind of tour and get a project ready. But I just utilized that time to just really kind of get back into the writing and kind of getting, you know, trying to really work on a, on an album, on a project, a longer project to kind of release when uh, when things are starting to open up, which is around now. So um, it definitely put some, you know, some hiccups in the road, you know, with performing, but it definitely brought some opportunity where I had a lot more time on my hands to be able to uh, really get some new stuff out. You know, uh, we opened up with your song, Cruise. You want to tell us a little bit of story about what's behind that tune? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, so Cruise, I dropped last year. And essentially, I wanted to drop this song that um, just kind of had a real kind of like vibe of just uh, where you can really play in the car and kind of cruise with it, you know, uh, hence the name. Uh, me and my girl, we were doing long distance for a long time. She was in Michigan, I was in Chicago. And, uh, you know, around that time is when we decided to make, uh, make you know, go hit the hit the next step go to the next level and uh, and she moved out here to Chicago. And, um, you know, on the, on the way, on the way from moving from Detroit to Chicago, I was in the U-Haul and she was in the other Jeep, you know, and I just kind of found that inspiration and was really, you know, um, if I can kind of boil it down and just like a one sentence kind of thing, it's like, we get so caught up and in getting to our destination, you know, kind of reaching these goals and just to the next, to the next, to the next that sometimes we just forget that it's it's the process that is the is is the goal you know it's about enjoying the the process so put that boy in cruise and you know enjoy the ride you know so that's kind of like my inspiration behind the song and uh it really came together buddy mine he produced it um he's out of uh, los angeles and uh love it we shot the music video here too so for all your listeners check that out on youtube um but it's it's awesome a lot of cool chicago scenes a lot of cool we do a lot of traveling together. So um, she travels for work. I do a lot of travel for, so we're constantly on the road, you know, and going to Nashville, going to New York, LA, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I thought it was a, it was a fitting, fitting song for us. Well, congratulations. I hope it all works out for you both. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, uh, so in a way life returns to normal, but not really quite, but uh, with it, we have more live music coming up and, um, what do you have scheduled in the way of live music? Uh, we understand your recent work with one Isaiah Sharkey uh, is something you're pretty excited about. So share that. Any other great news you have about being a performer in front of actual people? 
Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, my manager Heyman and I we joke around it, but we're we've been we've been calling it the Roaring Twenties, where we're ready to get back to uh back to the Roaring Twenties because things have been shut down. But when you know people are slowly but surely getting you know fully vaccinated and and people are getting out there, and when they do, it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a rush of people ready to see live music, live entertainment, and uh, we've been prepping for it. You know, I got um, a project I'm working with Nick Mayer. Uh, who is the producer of Los Angeles that produced uh, I Still Stand and Cruise. Um, also, I do. And then I also have a collaboration with Chicago's own Isaiah Sharkey, who is a incredible guitar player, um, like just next level. And uh, he's kind of a, an OG, if you will, in the Chicago musician game. So um, we thought it'd be cool to kind of hit the studio. We have some musical connects. We've done a couple of gigs together and try and fuse this kind of like classic guitar retro sound that he has kind of with my with my pop and urban style too so we got that in the works and basically i'm i'm looking to create products with them both um release them all and then hit the road you know and just basically tour 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 perform i got on july 31st i'll be at the navy beer beer garden the light beer garden doing some uh, a show there with a band who's also chicago jazz hip-hop fusion band called left jones we got that show coming up. We're in the works of uh, trying to get a Lincoln Hall uh, uh, date booked. Uh, that's to be determined, but uh, we, we're looking forward to that. But essentially, just I got. Oh, I also have a residency with Harry Carey's, which is a uh, you know Chicago legend um, uh, and and really good spots downtown. But maybe every Wednesday and Thursday, I'm there too. So a lot of performances going on. But I'm really excited about the projects that I'm. I'm collaborating with in the music that we're we're coming up with. Manny, you were you were an American Idol finalist, um, yeah. which I didn't realize until uh, Lynn told me that uh, preparing this show. Um, looking back now on that experience, what was it four or five years ago? Yeah, around. Was it was it as larger than life as it looks to viewers? Uh, and and maybe more to the point, what did that experience bring to your musical journey? Um, yeah. And career. Yeah, so that experience was crazy for sure. That definitely gave me a taste of what it's like to kind of be at a really high, uh, really uh, high performing level, you know, and top level yeah. where you're doing, you know, interviews, you're doing shows, you're going to bed late, you're waking up early, you're hitting the road, you're on flights, you know, like that, that life, they just shrunk it all into a, into a season. Um, so it was definitely great for that. It really did help launch um, some some career stuff too, and 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 open some doors, um, you know, and help my, help the resume out, if you will, you know. But uh, overall, for me, my favorite part about that show was like it definitely helped some things with the career and launch and open some doors. But it's more the relationships I built on that show that really, like, you know, I can't I can't trump that anywhere else. Where, um, you know, I was with a group of you know. 200, 150 plus, you know, incredibly talented musicians, artists, singers, writers, um, all in the same hotel, you know, and 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 just got getting to know these people and then kind of building relationships from there. Um, I love it. I was recently in Nashville hanging out with my buddy Trent Harmon, who he won that season, and um, yeah, that was just an experience that we shared together that you know we wouldn't trade for the world, you know. So. You know the show definitely it's it's you know it's it's you got the glamour and it's a lot of a lot of stuff going on in a short amount of time but it's uh definitely the friendships i made that you know i'll never forget nice 
Nice. Uh, Manny, you're part of a, a long tradition of great musicians who have adopted their Chicago as their home. And I wonder if you could give me a little information on where you were actually hatched, where you grew up, where you went to high school, a yeah. little bit about your background, what sports you like, you know, what are your All right, give them a chance. <laughs> I will. I want to put it all out there. I got to. Yeah. So um, I was born in Pontiac, Michigan, which is uh, kind of in Oakland County, right outside of Detroit. Um, and my we I was born there I went to kind of good school um, elementary there and moved to Flushing Michigan which was right outside of Flint uh, my dad uh, was involved in um, church and he was a pastor and he felt called to plant a church in Flint um, and kind of minister to that city so we moved from Pontiac into the to the Flint area and that's kind of where I where I grew up and did you know middle school high school and kind of where you know I feel like I, uh, my teenage years were, were through that. Um, but I was born and raised in the church and that's kind of where my passion for music started was every Sunday I would, I would be in the church. I'm, I'm from a Puerto Rican family, as you know, what's up, what's up. Um, and it was all Spanish churches in, in the very early, uh, early age. And then it got a little more Americanized as we moved to, uh, we moved to Flint. Um, but yeah, I played soccer. You know, I was I was kind of when it came to sports, I was kind of just good enough to like play. You know, all of them like basketball, baseball, football, soccer. I kind of dabbled in some different stuff, but was never like great enough that I was looking to go to college and play ball or anything like that. You know, where I was pretty set on like what I what I wanted and what I was gifted in, um, and it was pretty obvious that like I had a passion for music. And when that time came around, when I was uh, 18 years old, grad parties come in, thinking about college and what that looks like, I was like, you know what? I need to get into a into a world class city and see how how I do, you know. And uh, Los Angeles, New York, those were too far. Where I was like, I'm moving out on my own, going to community college, going to be working, you know, 20 to 40 hours a week. If I if I mess things up in New York and LA, like that's going to be a it's going to be an expensive, you know, move back where Chicago was only around like four hours away from Michigan. Amtrak train goes out there. So I was like, you know what? I can make this work. And uh, I yeah, mean, and it does. It doesn't hurt that Chicago's uh, center for musical wonder. And exactly. <laughs> no, my life. It's the yeah. center of the universe. Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, and Chicago absolutely does has has legends, you know, and, and it has a huge, um, you know, a lot of history, you know, not only in music, but just overall. So I knew that if I wanted to, you know, <laughs> let's move to Chicago. And then I just fell in love, never looked back. And I was like, you know what, this is, the city's awesome. I love the culture. I love the vibe here. I love the diversity um, and the music scene too, like, if there's a great music scene and I want to be a part of that and invest in that, you know, so that's what, what kind of what I've been doing. So, so before we let you go, um, Manny taught us, please tell us, tell our audience how to download and find your latest releases and other music and where we might even see you perform. I heard you say Navy Pier. I got to get a date on that. And also, what'd you say, Michael? Harry Carey's bar, I think he said he's. I was about yeah. to say, and, and the Harry Carey's is every Wednesday, right? Every Wednesday and Thursday, Harry Carey's for the summer. 
um, for, for the summer. I'll be there from six to nine. So come hang out. Um, we got some sponsors, so it's going to be a good time and hanging out there. And then July 31st, I'm going to be at the Miller Lite Beer Garden with uh, a Chicago band by the name of Left Jones. We'll be uh, playing a uh, kind of a, a bigger show outside. So the Wednesdays and Thursdays are mostly acoustic. And the, uh, July 31st is um, is going to be a fun <coughs> And it's actually Chicago's Soul Fest is what they put on every year um, at, that, at that garden. So um, you can check my music out. Um, anywhere that you stream or get get music from, just look up my name, Manny Torres, M-A-N-N-Y-T-O-R-R-E-S. And um, YouTube, I got uh, a new music video from my latest release, I Still Stand, uh, coming out, um, I believe, tonight. Yesterday. Yeah, ba ba or yeah, exactly, yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. It's coming out yesterday. <laughs> it came out. So feel free, to, uh, feel free to check that out on YouTube. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to meeting you guys and thank you so much for having me on the show. What a total treat it is to see you again and to have you and congratulations on beating a number of battles, which we didn't even get into. Um, <laughs> hey, we well, you have to bring me back, we'll get yeah, to it. <laughs> that sounds like a deal. Thank you so much, Manny. Thank you, peace guys. Life knocks you down. Hotter than any sucker punch that here and now That he said, she said, where you from, from out of town Moved to the city just for fun to see the lights Those flashing lights, Lord knows I try I wake up every morning, put away my pride Clocking and go to work, I'm just doing my time And even though at times it feels I fall behind I'm screaming, it's my time Cause I push through the pain I always keep my faith I never fall away I'm a fighter, I'm a soldier I fight till it's over I still stand, I still stand I still stand, I still stand Feel no I've been down and just about to break Ground shaking beneath me, about to lose my place And life's a journey, but it dances like a race No fork and knife and force to face all of the stakes Toast to my mistakes Cause it brought me all this way I do whatever it takes And I go all the way I'm a
Wow, that guy can sing. Uh, just briefly, uh, events coming up in the neighborhood that uh, we want to remind you of. The Glenwood Sunday Market returns June 6th at the Pratt Lot location, same as last year. And yay, coming back live and in person is the Artists of the Wall Fest, um, which always happens Father's Day weekend. And they're gearing up for a physically distanced but in-person event this June, and they need volunteers. Loyola Park Advisory Council, get in touch. And Michael? We're gonna go out with uh, Twin Peaks, Still Our World. And for over 25 years, we've been bringing you live from the heartland. It's broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Daylight Time on WLUW 88.7 or WLUW.org worldwide. You can catch it on CAN TV, as well as it and many other wonderful interviews at youtube.com slash heartlandmedia. We want to thank Luis Mejia, Lynn Orman Weiss, and give a shout out to James Porter and Tom Clark. Do, do good the in the world. world. The world needs all the good that we do. All, all power to, to the, the people. people. Yeah. Hey.